Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Today is the first day of six weeks of severe lockdown measures that have been imposed by the Irish government in an effort to reverse the alarming escalation of COVID cases. I promise not to turn this Superbrain booster episode into a rant, but none of these measures would be needed if people just washed their hands, kept their distance and wore their masks properly. As Sheila Flanagan said in Monday's episode, just do it. Sheila also says that being practical is how she coped with life's challenges. It's a great approach and one that can help us all get through these next six weeks in lockdown or indeed any challenge that we face in life. Have a plan. Be prepared. And I'm not talking about stockpiling toilet rolls. I'm currently reading my book, Beating Brain Fog, which, by the way, I wrote during the spring lockdown. Gosh, we have a spring lockdown and a winter lockdown now. Anyway, yes, it's progressing and at the proofreading stage. And this sentence I read yesterday jumped out at me. The neurophysiological stress response can be activated by psychological states such as perceived loss of control, the absence of predictability and the loss of social support. Essentially, everything about lockdown has the capacity to activate our stress response, which you know by now is really just not good for you. It's not good for your physical health, your mental health or indeed your brain health. So many things normally within our control are now dictated by lockdown regulations. Our comforting habits and routines are disrupted and we can no longer spend time in the company of those to whom we turn to in times of stress. So let's break this down and take a pragmatic approach so that we can minimise our stress levels and find joy during lockdown. So today I'm really just going to focus on control. So it's really important to break this one down into what you can control and what you can't control. We have no control over the regulations. So there really is no point in wasting energy giving out about them or stressing out about them. Just be pragmatic. The most important thing you can do right now is look after your health, your physical health, your mental health and your brain health. So my first suggestion is to accept what you cannot change or control and look to identify what you can change and what you can have control over. So you can change the measures that have been put in place and breaking the rules is going to put your health at risk and add to your stress level. So don't even go there. But you can change your attitude to the regulations and to lockdown more generally and how you think about it. Remember, thinking is a behaviour and the stress response will be activated by what you think. So if you keep thinking that lockdown is going to be stressful, it will be stressful. If you keep thinking it's going to be depressing, it will be depressing. If you keep thinking that you'll never cope, you'll struggle to cope. 
But you can shift your attitude and your sense of control by watching your language, recognising that you can exercise choice, particularly over your thinking. You really can. Yes, some thoughts pop into our heads, but you can acknowledge them for what they are and say that's a negative thought and that's not going to do me any good. I'm going to switch that one up and have a positive thought instead. So when you hear yourself say things like, I have no choice and see that in a negative way, try reframing your viewpoint from I have no choice to I don't like my choices, but I'm going to do X, Y, Z, whatever. Some of the things we'll talk about in a few minutes because it is in my best interest. It will help you to accept the current situation. If you put yourself at the centre of why you're going to behave in a positive way and actively make choices that will help you rather than hinder you during this lockdown. You do have choices. You can choose to continue to be angry, to continue to focus on the negative, or you can choose to accept this lockdown and look for practical ways to make the most of it. Lots of things in life are actually beyond our control. Adjusting your attitude to them can help you to cope with them, freeing you up to focus on the things that you can control. A realistic view of what you can and can't control coupled with what psychologists call an internal locus of control can make you feel empowered and emboldened to set goals and to take on challenges, both of which will enhance the quality of your life and your overall health and well-being. Very broadly speaking, people can be lumped into one of two categories when it comes to their perception of control. Those who believe that their life is controlled by outside forces and those who feel that they are the masters of their own destiny. What you believe about your ability to control important aspects of your life will shape your attitude and impact on your health. People with an external locus of control tend to see events as passively happening to them, determined by luck, by fate or by chance. In contrast, people with an internal locus of control feel in control of their own destiny and they see themselves as playing a very active role in their successes and failures in shaping their life events. They believe in their own ability to shape their future and influence the world and the people around them. In the context of lockdown, people with an internal locus of control will likely be more resilient and better able to adapt to the restrictions. This is because they'll be more likely to focus on what they can control rather than what they can't. An internal, just from a neuroscience perspective, an internal locus of control tends to be associated with activation of the left hemisphere, while an external locus of control tends to be associated with right hemisphere activation. Now, pessimists have a tendency towards an external local of control, while optimists tend towards an internal locus of control. Anxiety is closely linked to our perception of control. So people with an external locus of control tend to be prone to anxiety. In contrast, people with an internal internal locus of control tend to be happier, less stressed and less depressed, which is a boon for your health. You've really just got to focus on choosing what's best for you, even if it is a Hobson's choice. Make an appointment with yourself and identify things in life that bring you joy. Think about the things you do where you can completely lose yourself. You know the kind of thing I mean, where you are so engrossed in what you do that you don't notice that a few hours have passed. 
make a conscious effort to spend at least an hour a day doing one of those activities. You know, I could be prescriptive and say, you know, spend an hour a day doing crafts, you know, spend an hour a day playing sport or whatever. And that's kind of pointless because your place of joy, that place where you lose yourself is unique to you. And so only you can identify it. And and it really is worth taking a time to figure what that is. And it might be the strangest of things. I was talking on the radio the other day and, you know, one of the things where in the last couple of weeks I really just lost hours was in home editing my house. If you've watched that programme on Netflix called Home Edit, it's about putting order on everything. You know, I went out and I bought 200 hangers the same size and I took everything out of my wardrobe and I sorted out what I needed to keep, what I loved and what I wanted to get rid of. And they're all hanging really neatly in my wardrobe and I got boxes in Ikea and I sorted stuff and I did it all over the house and I spent days doing it and I just lost myself in it. And that would be somebody else's absolute nightmare. So it really is personal. So take Just even give yourself a half an hour and start writing down the things that you love doing. Not the things that you feel you're supposed to love doing, because a lot of us, particularly women and and females, sort of feel, oh, we should really love playing with our kids. Yes, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. It's the thing that gives you joy and schedule that into your day. And I'm not talking about passive activities like uh, watching television. (laughs) That can actually end up escalating anxiety or um, promoting depression, depending on your choice of programming. Anyway, a lot of us, myself included, turned to alcohol and food during the spring lockdown. And while we might have felt that alcohol helped us to cope and by allowing ourselves to eat cake or chocolate, we were being kind to ourselves. But we weren't. And It wasn't. Eating chocolate isn't being kind to yourself and drinking too much alcohol is not a good way to cope. Alcohol is a depressant and in the long term, it actually makes things worse. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And you know, you don't need me to tell you that. You do know that yourself. Aside from losing time to the alcohol and the hangover, you lose sleep and the next day you feel more depressed. And also the combination of excess alcohol and poor sleep means that we eat more and we seek those extra calories from fat and from sugar. And so we gain weight and our clothes no longer fit and we feel more depressed. And you know what? I did that during spring lockdown. I gained a stone during lockdown. That's 14 pounds or I think it's six kilos in new money. And I exercise most days. But clearly my lifestyle changes caused weight gain. 
Now, thankfully, I've lost my COVID stone um, through hard work and determination and eating a really, really healthy Mediterranean diet. And I do not intend to gain it again. Um, I also kind of cut out um, alcohol. I still have a drink, but in a much more moderate and considered way. In fact, I've set myself a challenge to lose more weight over the next six weeks. So, yes, we do need to be kind to ourselves during lockdown. But drinking alcohol to excess and overeating is the exact opposite of being kind to ourselves, no matter what people say to us. So I would ask you to think about nurturing yourself. Make a conscious effort not to turn to alcohol or unhealthy eating habits to cope. Keep telling yourself that this time you deserve better. You really are going to nurture yourself. You're worth it. Your brain is quite obedient, but it's also prone to falling back into old habits under times of stress. So you really need to work hard at this. You need to give it a helping hand by reminding it frequently that your intentions are to be healthy, to be good to yourself and to actively resist the temptation to indulge. Also be mindful of the influence of others. It's very, very easy for us to fail together. And I have to say a lot of the time, that's what happened to me. I talked to others and they were saying, oh my God, I'm drinking so much or, you know, you want to have a drink? And oh, anyway, just watch out for that and, you know, stay focused on what you know is good for you. Reframe how you look at food and alcohol. Treat yourself to healthy food. Cook from scratch if you can. A Mediterranean diet is delicious. It's healthful and it's easy to adopt. Spend more time preparing your food than eating it. Make it a joyful activity and make mealtimes joyful if you can. Make it a celebration of the food and of the time that you've invested in preparing it. Spend the money that you might spend on alcohol or junk food on beneficial treats like, I don't know, whatever rocks your boat, aromatherapy candles, lotions, books, even clothes, order them online or gadgets, a new course, a new app for your phone, new software for your computer. Even online counselling would be a far better investment than a bottle of gin. All of them would be better than drinking and eating to excess. You know yourself better than anyone. So honestly, ask yourself what approach will work best for you in terms of trying to switch to a healthful way of coping with this long lockdown. When it comes to alcohol, for example, are you better going cold turkey? You know, have a little think over what succeeded for you in the past. Maybe promising yourself six weeks free from alcohol and junk food might work for you. Or saying that you will indulge once a week in moderation and pick a particular night. Maybe it works works for you to buddy up with somebody else and so that you can support each other um, through your healthful decisions. Um, If you have a plan, it's going to be easier to succeed. If you do have a lapse, just acknowledge it that it was a lapse and you just get back on track. Do not see a lapse as failure. It's just part of the learning process. You just look at why did you lapse today? What was it about today that happened? And look to fixing that thing, to being prepared for when something like that happens again, whether it was a stressful moment or whether it was actually chatting with a certain friend or whatever. Look to what triggered you to lapse and work on it again. It's all progress. It really is. 
And anyway, there's nothing wrong with failure. We have to fail to learn. That's how we learn. You just got to keep on going. One good way to do that is to try to focus on the present moment. It will help keep anxiety and depression at bay. Try to avoid thinking too far forward and too far back in the past as well. We make progress in life one step at a time, one day at a time. You know what? One moment at a time. And that comes to things like alcohol. If you feel the urge to drink alcohol, Switch it up, go do something else. The moment will pass and engage yourself and get engrossed in something that you enjoy. Try not to think about the six weeks. Instead, break it down into manageable bits. And please, please, please prescribe yourself a dose of laughter and a spoonful of smiles every day. Create a stash of funny movies, funny podcasts, memes, jokes, anything, anything that you can turn to when you feel dark clouds descend. Remember, humans are resilient. We excel at adapting to change. We're also all different. So some of us are more resilient than others and some of us will have more coping skills and better support systems in place. If you do feel particularly vulnerable, reach out for support sooner rather than later. Staying in the moment will also help you to avoid catastrophizing. We're all experiencing this at different times in our lives. In some ways, I'm relatively fortunate. I work a lot from home anyway. I now have a fabulous new studio and that's the gift that I got from last lockdown. Out of necessity, I needed to record a podcast and from that then came uh, setting up my own studio, which has also become the place where I write and actually a place of sanctuary for me. So that's a positive for me. Lots of people going through different stages of life are going to find this challenging. Uh, You know, thinking back to my teenage self, I can clearly imagine how challenging I would have found this as a teenager and a young adult. Back then, when there was no lockdown, no pandemic, I found being at home very challenging for extended periods of time. I wanted to be out. I wanted to be embracing life. I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to be experiencing new things. And hey, I wanted to meet guys. Now, of course, I grew up in in a very different world to the one we live in now, pandemic aside, face-to-face contact was the only way you could meet people. Uh, the only way that you could find a potential partner. There were no mobile phones, there was no internet, there was no Tinder. Now, I am really rather grateful that I haven't had to play the dating game for more than 30 years. But I'd suggest that if that's the space in life you're in and that it feels rather depressing that, uh, you know, six weeks of lockdown means that you might make no progress in finding somebody to love or even just go out on a date with or have sex with or, you know, whatever. Have a little think outside the box. Are there other ways to do this within regulations? Now, please forgive me if what I say is utterly naive and sounds old fashioned. I really have no real clue how these things work now other than you swipe and if you make a match you can hook up in person for a date or whatever it is that you want to do. I've never been on a date in my life with a total stranger. That's not how it used to work. We used to meet someone at a disco or at work and you kind of got to know them a little bit before you went out on a date even if it was only for an hour or two in a dark uh, nightclub. You'd get asked out, you'd exchange numbers but you sort of had an opportunity to do a bit of a pre screening in person. 
you also knew that you found the person, uh, you know, that you did find them attractive and you also knew exactly what they did look like because you saw them in person rather than a photograph uh, showing their best selves. I don't know, you know, maybe people are already doing this. I'm really out of touch on this. But, you know, maybe for the next week you could have virtual dates, Zoom dates, see it as a pre-screening. Have a chat, get to know people on Zoom. Um, Having heard some real horror stories about face-to-face Tinder dates, Zoom might have some benefits. Yeah, it just might give you an opportunity to get to know some people from a distance. My name is Sabina Brennan. You've been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Stay safe and stay tuned to Superbrain. I will be here every Monday and Thursday for the next six weeks. If you have a question you'd like to ask, if there's something particular to the pandemic or to any aspect of your life that you feel that I could bring a psychological or neuroscientific perspective to, please email me at info at superbrain.ie or contact me on Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. I'd be only too delighted to cover topics that are of particular interest to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.